0: This is episode 3 of a three-part series on salvation. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to episode 1 and 2, I recommend you go back and do so as they are the foundation for this episode. In them, we learned about the biblical account of the fall of man. We saw that God created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden in His own image, giving them free will to choose to obey Him. We also saw that He gave them one commandment which they chose to disobey, And in so doing, they brought a curse of sin upon themselves. And not only upon themselves, but this sinful nature was passed down to their children and their children's children. So that the Bible says that all mankind was infected by that single sin. As it says, through one man, that was Adam, sin entered the world. And the results of that sin was death. It says, and death through sin. So When Adam sinned, it caused death to come upon humanity. And when we think of death, we usually think of physical death. Physical death of the body, which all of us are going to go through. But there's another type of death which we learned about, which is spiritual death. It's the separation between God and man. See, the Bible says that God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So we have a relationship with the spiritual world. We have a relationship with God through our spirit. And since we have sin in our lives, we're separated from a holy God, and all of a sudden our spirit is dead because of that separation. See, we learn that God is a holy God, and holiness is basically absolute moral purity. So when you think of God, you have to think of him like a judge. If a judge knew somebody was guilty, and yet they let him go, then that judge would be a corrupt judge. And in the same way, if God was to accept us as we were sinful creatures and let us stand before him as corrupt individuals, he would become a corrupt God. He would become an unrighteous God. And so the Bible says that not only is God holy, but he's also loving. In fact, the Bible says that God is love. So we learn that while man was sinful and man was separated by death, that God was a loving God, and he decided to pay the penalty because of his love towards us. The Bible says that God demonstrated his love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. It says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So in other words, to pay the penalty for our sin, because the Bible says the wages of sin are death, To pay the penalty, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for us. And not only that, we saw that Jesus died on the cross, which provided forgiveness of sins. But he was also raised three days later. And we see that the word says that the same spirit which raised Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal bodies. See, God did not just save us from our sins in the past, but he also empowered us to overcome the sinful nature that we inherited in Adam so that we can have victorious lives, so that we can no longer be sold to sin, no longer slaves to that sin nature that we inherited from Adam, but we can overpower it by the work of the Holy Spirit inside of our life. And so this is what the Bible calls sanctification. It's the separation, the setting right of, of a man, setting right. We were once slaves to sin. We once followed the sinful nature that we inherited from Adam, and, and we were powerless to overcome it. But the Bible says uh, uh, that we can, be, we can be sanctified. In other words, we can be set right, and, and when in so doing, we can overcome the sin nature inside of our lives. And so today I want to break that down a little bit and talk about this process of sanctification. You know, the Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, in other words, if you're saved, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the Christian is a new creation And if you're in Christ, you today are a new creation. If you've accepted him in your life, it wasn't just something you said. What you said sparked a process in your life that created something new in you. Remember, the Bible says that he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, because of the forgiveness of sins that Jesus Christ provided, was was rushed into your spirit and overflowed you. It, he was poured out upon you abundantly, and that caused a new creation to, to be birthed inside of you, which is what we call regeneration. So the Christian is not just somebody who's a religious person. It's not somebody who just goes to church. It's somebody who's a new creation, somebody who's been born again. In other words, they, they are not just born as they were in the, in the old creation, which is from Adam, but they were born again by the Spirit of God being poured into their life. So they were born in the Spirit, and they're a new creation. Now, the interesting thing about the new creation is that it's totally different from the old creation. See, the Bible says that whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. So the new creation is fundamentally opposite than the old creation. The old creation was was a, a, a sinful creation that constantly lusts and, uh, to sin and do evil things. But yet the new creation is a sinless creation, which is inside of our spirits. And it goes even further to say, not only is this a change inside of us, but it says, In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. So in other words, it's not just a change inside of us, but it actually transforms the way that we act. So you can know a child of God based on whether they're righteous or whether they're not. But I think that scripture where it says that, Whoever has been born of God does not sin, should cause all of us to take a minute and pause and say, wait a minute, I'm born of God. I mean, if you're a Christian and you're born of God, let me ask you, do you still sin? I mean, I've been saved for 17 years and God has delivered me from some terrible sins that were like chains on my back and things that were burdening me down. and, And I feel so much more free today, but yet I'm still not free from the sin nature completely. So what it's saying here is that the child of God, that that new creation inside of you does not sin, but you know what? You still have to deal with the flesh, the, the sinful nature that you inherited from Adam and dealing with that nature, the process of, of transforming from, from being a creature who uh, puts the body and, and the sinful flesh first to a person who puts the spirit of God first is the process of sanctification. So it's when we go from following our flesh to following the spirit of God that we become sanctified. We become set right. And so God uh, calls each and every single one of us to be righteous, which is actually completely opposed to the nature that we have um, in our flesh. The Bible says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. See, mankind, the the, the sinful nature we inherit from, from Adam is unable to please God. The Bible says the carnal man is at enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So you see, we have a problem here. Mankind is so used to operating in a particular way. When we're born, we open our eyes and we see, we hear, we taste, we touch. The first thing that we become aware of is our body, is our flesh. And then after that, we begin to get a personality. You know, if you think of a toddler that when they first start to say no, or they start to make their own choices, that's their soul coming up. And the last thing that any of us become aware of is our spirit. And the reason is because we are dead to God through the sin that was given to us by Adam. So the natural man puts the flesh first. We naturally do what feels good for our flesh before anything else. And then after that, we do what we thinks best in our mind. And so that the way that operation happens is that the flesh, when we're a new creation, when we become a Christian, is actually opposed to the spirit, to the nature that God has implanted into us. So there's a war that happens. And when we begin to fight that battle, we start to to be in this position where we don't even know what's going on. You know, there's a a chapter, uh, Romans chapter seven, starting in verse 15, it says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. And so this is an experience that a lot of us have gone through. You know, I can remember times when I first got saved, I used to, I just got saved and I would still go out on these bike rides and I would go out and get high. And when I would get high after I got saved, all of a sudden I began to feel gross. All of a sudden I began to not have pleasure in it anymore. It started to be something that I felt bad about doing and I didn't understand why. Nobody had told me anything about it, but it was the spirit of God inside of me. It was the new creation inside of me that was, that was grossed out with the things that I was doing. And there's a time when we first get saved that our flesh is way stronger than our spirit. And so we, we feel like we're, we're overcome by the flesh, that we don't have the power to do the things that we want to do. And so the things that we end up doing are the things that we hate. And so this experience is the experience of somebody who is unsanctified. But I want to encourage you, if you find yourself in this position today, the good news is that means you're actually saved. That means that there's a new creation inside of you, which is fighting to get out and that the spirit of God is speaking in your spirit and there's a relationship there. And so in order to make things right, in order to be set right, to be sanctified, you need to learn how to walk in the spirit as opposed to the flesh. As I said, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, right? And we know that, the, that the, the, the flesh cannot please God. And so what do we do? The Bible says this, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You see, if we begin to walk in the spirit of God, we can overcome the lusts of the flesh. Now, I want to break that down a little bit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? Walking in the Spirit is the essence of being sanctified. It's a process, it's a progressive thing. I want to read this scripture. It says, Now may, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. So, when I talk about walking in the Spirit, when I talk about s- sanctification, I want you to realize that it all starts with God himself, the power of God inside of your life. If you try to overcome sin in your flesh, you will fail. But if instead of overcoming it in the flesh, instead of fighting against it in yourself, you begin to let the spirit of God work inside of you by listening to what he's convicting you of and struggling against the sin nature inside of yourself and praying and worshiping and allowing God to overcome it through you, then you can have victory and you can become sanctified. See, that same scripture says, And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here I want you to notice something particular. The spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you notice the order there, it says the spirit, the soul, and the body. Remember I said in Adam, in our old creation, how does it start? It starts by our senses. We can see, we can taste, we can touch, we can feel. But then it goes into our soul and we can choose and make our own choices about life. But what the Bible says here is that the order should be the opposite that he may s- sanctify your s- whole spirit, soul, and body. See, when I said the process of sanctification is to be set right, this is what I'm getting at. It's when the, the man of God or the woman of God, the Christian, decides to, instead of following the old order, of doing what makes the flesh feel good, of doing what they choose to do, they begin to allow the Spirit of God to communicate to them in their spirit. They listen to the the new creation that is inside of them. And instead of choosing what the flesh wants to do, they begin to overcome the flesh by using their soul to overcome, to make choices that are in spite of the flesh's sinful lusts. And that is when the power of God begins to work in somebody's life. It's when you choose to be set right, when you allow the spirit of God to set you right. And it's all a work of God inside of your life. And so this is what it's talking about. May the, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. He's going to go in your life and do this as a progressive work. In other words, when I first got saved, the first thing that God spoke to me about was, was getting high. And, and he convicted me about it to the point where I got so sick of it that I gave it up. And I chose to do other things that God was putting on my heart and to be obedient in that area of my life. And then he moved other things out of my life like cussing or, or getting, uh, you know, looking at pornography. All these destructive habits, one by one, the Spirit of God would, would convict me of them. And then he would empower me to overcome them. And that's exactly what Christ wants to do in your life. He wants to set you right, sanctify you completely in every single area, one thing at a time, just just convicting you and allowing you to overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit so that the same Spirit which raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies. So the God of peace will sanctify you wholly, complete. Moral perfection is what God wants in you. He wants you to be a holy creation. He wants to use you to to, to bring glory to his name. He wants you to be somebody who is no longer bound by sin. And so if you listen to the devil, if you listen to the flesh, you'll serve the flesh still today as a Christian. But I got to tell you, you're being ripped off. Instead of doing that, allow the Spirit of God to speak to you and allow the Word of God to purify you and begin to listen to the commandments, begin to obey Christ inside of you. See, Jesus says this. He says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy truth, thy word is truth. In other words, the word of God is the thing that God uses to help us to be sanctified. It's the instrument that God uses in order to set us right. See, the Bible says that the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Listen to this. Piercing to even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart you see the word of god is god's instrument to point out the sinful nature inside of you and to, to to discern to to make a division between the soul and the spirit the things that come from the old creation and the things that come from the new creation and so as you begin to to listen to the word of god and read the word of god all of a sudden you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Spirit of God will begin to show you the thoughts and intents of your heart, what is from the Spirit and what is from the flesh. And you can begin to act on, by the power of the Spirit of God in your life, you can begin to act on the things that God has called you to do and you can begin to live a victorious life today. The Bible says that it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. We have to stand against the flesh. We have to stand against the world. We have to stand against the enemy. And doing these things are all part of sanctification, but it takes the work of the Spirit of God inside of us to complete them. And so today, if you feel like you're struggling with something, if there's some sin inside of your life, I want to encourage you to allow the Spirit of God, to allow the Word of God in your life, and to allow it to begin to speak to you, to divide those things that come from the old creation that are only going to produce death in your life, that are only going to produce separation between God and you, that are only going to cause a lack of peace, and allow the God of peace himself to sanctify you wholly completely and to make you into the new creation that he has called you to be each and every single one of us has the power from the God from God himself to make to become a new creation in Christ Jesus not just inside of our spirit but in our daily walk and in the things we do and so today as I end this series on salvation I want to encourage you never give up Never give up your walk. Never compromise to the flesh. Sometimes you may feel that you're you're defeated. Sometimes you may feel powerless. You may be in that Roman 7 experience where you feel like the things that you're doing you do not want to do, but the things that you don't want to do are the things that you're doing. Let me encourage you today. Plead the blood of Jesus over your life. Remember that God has forgiven you of your sins, past, present, and future, and begin to worship Him and begin to praise Him and begin to read the Word of God and all of a sudden you're Your mind will be transformed and it'll be renewed. And all of a sudden, the spirit of God will begin to empower you to overcome the flesh and the devil through his sanctifying work in your life. Be sanctified.